Hey everybody, how y'all doing today? Um, just wanted to do a quick video tonight because uh, I finally have some time to do it, so wanted to give it a go. Alright, so I don't go anywhere whatsoever. Um, since this whole quarantine happened, I literally like stay home. I mean, I bought a new car in at the end of September. And it has 6,700 miles on it. So <laughs> probably by the end of September, it might have 7,000. So that's 7,000 miles on a brand new car this year. So that's how little I go anywhere. Um, <laughs> so the other day, my university sends us this email. And basically what it says is that we can cancel our parking passes because we're not going to be on campus. And that's just awesome. So basically what's going to happen is we are able to cancel our parking passes. I am going to save. So first of all, I pay $35 a month to park. So that's like about like, you know, almost $400. That is $400. That's actually $420 a year to park at my university. I think that is absolutely, and I made this post, I was like, I don't know what's more crazy, the fact that I pay to park at my university or the fact that I'm able to cancel because of coronavirus. But I've worked in numerous other sectors and industries and never have I paid to park on my company's property, um, except in higher ed. It's actually the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in the world, that they make their own employees pay to park. It's like, I'm paying to go to work. You might as well just cut my salary 500 bucks a year because that's basically what's happening. It's one of the most ridiculous things ever. Um, so I'm really glad I'm not paying uh, because it's just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. In fact, like when I was a management consultant and I would have to travel or like park somewhere for work, I would actually make money from parking there. So it's just kind of funny. And like, we don't have good parking on campus to begin with. Like in corporate, it was all like these nice, big, you know, uh, great garages, just beautiful stuff like that. It, no, our garages are few and far between and you have to actually pay more money to park at the garage. It's just ridiculous. Um, I just think it's like one of the dumber decisions being made in higher ed that employees have to park, pay to park. Um, just makes no sense. So anyway, I canceled my parking pass. Super happy about that. I I hope I never have to pay for it again, but I know I will have to once this whole virus thing is over. But anyway, it's just funny because it's just like a big sign. Like I feel like I need like a sign on my car. Like I don't drive you anymore. I don't drive this thing. I did go to Lowe's today, which is like huge for me I had like I needed to go for like three weeks I wait I build up like these huge lists so every time I'm gonna go to the store I like make a list and I'm like oh well I only need one thing so it's probably not worth going to Walmart to get it because when I go to the store I gotta wear a mask which is a big pain I do wear so when I go to the store my routine is I actually wear one glove um, and I use that gloved hand for everything in the store and uh, I don't wear two gloves because I only use one hand to like pick up a box of cereal or whatever. So like, you know, I, I've got one glove on. I wear sunglasses or like I have clear glasses, like worker glasses. Um, and then I wear a hat. So I feel super uncomfortable going to the store. Plus, you're always exposing yourself to catching coronavirus. So 
Going to the store is like the worst thing I want to do. It's like, I totally don't want to do it. That's why I don't go anywhere. Um, but I like have a list and I have to wait till there's like 10 things on it for it to be worth it for me to go. Hold on a second. I got to see. <laughs> Bless you. So anyway, um, yeah. So I like wait until there's like this huge list for me to go to the store. So I finally went to Lowe's today. I think I might have to go to uh, Walmart tomorrow. Okay. So anyway, yes, so I just don't go anywhere and it's kind of funny and I'm actually saving a bunch of money by not going anywhere. Okay, so off my rant about like going places. Um, one of the things I've been thinking about with these live sessions and um, my interviews that I've been doing. So this week I interviewed Lucas Gillespie. Um, he is kind of started World of Warcraft in school, which is it's really cool like gamified classroom so I interviewed him just to find out about like some of the stuff he's been up to and stuff like that and one of the things I wondered so it's like I have like these two different things going on right now I actually I have three things I've got like learning live sessions which I think are separated definitely but I've got the interviews and I've got these live sessions and I keep like numbering each of them separately so like I'm on interview 13 but like this is episode 16 of this and like should they just be like one and the same and sometimes there's someone I'm interviewing and sometimes it's just me um, I can't really decide that um, if you want to comment on the video and let me know what you think I should do I just can't decide like if it should just be one and the same and sometimes there's a guest and sometimes there's not um, but so coming up this week I'm going to be interviewing the dean of my college I'm going to be trying to find out I'm going to be interviewing about what a dean means and asking some good questions. I've talked about this in a few other live sessions, but I just want to know, like, what does it mean to be a dean? What does he think about, like, you know, bloated administration running university? Is that true? Because we say it, but that doesn't mean it's the case. Um, I just want to hear his feedback and, like, what is, how do you become a dean? Why would you want the job? Because it doesn't look fun. It looks like it pays pretty well but like it looks like a not fun job so I want to find out like what his day-to-day -day is like and then I have an idea for another interview for maybe like in like two weeks or something like that I want to do like a, a four-way zoom or five-way zoom where I pull with a couple of the students who helped start the esports club at my university see I'm actually wearing the shirt today um and I want to pull them and I want to talk about just kind of the lessons learned over the last year. Like, what did we get out of this? Like, what did we learn? What are we going to do differently? I'm just fixing my camera here. What are we going to do differently this year? Like, what did, but what did we really learn? And, like, what advice do we have for other people who are considering starting up esports clubs at their university? So I think that would be something that uh, would be interesting and interesting for me to hear their perspective and I think it'd be really interesting for other people and to hear from someone else like you hear from me about it and other faculty but like let's hear from the students and the people that were there like on the ground running like doing it so like I think that would be a very good topic for an interview so that might be I gotta talk to my students to see if they're willing to do that and we might put that together reminding me of esports so we have tons of cool stuff coming up this year which is kind of really exciting so first of all um, we got some tournaments coming up. We're doing a tournament right now with Azalea Fest where students can, um, so basically what it is, and whoever's watching this can totally compete in it as well. Their kids can. It's for any age from someone anywhere. And basically it's still August 31st. If you go to my 
uh, like esports website UNCW, you can see the uh, the flyer in the news section. And basically, what it is is you create a float, like a parade float, in Minecraft, and you submit it. Simple. So simple to do. My nine-year-old has already submitted his. It's not due till the 31st of August, so there's plenty of time to do it. Um, so we got that. We have another tournament coming up on 9-4, which is a Mario Kart tournament. We're partnering with my university student life group, and it should be pretty cool. Like, I've never done a Mario Kart tournament before, seen one. I mean, actually, I shouldn't say that. When I was in college, me and my buddies would play Mario Kart and have in-house tournaments all the time. It's kind of funny, funny story. Um, so one of my friends had, so he went to college where my hometown was. So over Christmas break one year, um, we all could hang out at his apartment because we were all home for Christmas break, which is like four weeks in college. And, but we had his apartment cause he was at, his college was literally in my hometown. So he had a, this is the funny part. So he had, I guess he had had a party, like a, a couple weeks or something, right before the semester ended, and he had this keg of beer. And he was like, oh, this beer is, em it's, this keg is empty. Um, he's like, yeah, we think it, it feels empty, like it was really light. But for some odd reason, he said, but our goal is, he's like, it's like, you know when you're driving a car and you have like an empty tank of gas and you're like, how far can I really drive before this runs out? We did the same thing with that keg of beer. And basically we played Mario Kart every night and would have in-house competitions while we were trying to finish the keg of beer, which lasted for like two weeks, which is unbelievable between like five guys or something like that. Like it was a, it was a lot. It had to, it felt like, cause I remember feeling it and like it just never would run out. Um, but it had to be like half a keg there. So anyway, just a funny story. Just reminds me of Mario Kart tournaments, that scene of playing at my buddy's apartment for like days on end while we're finishing this keg of beer. Super fun game though. Um, and that was Mario Kart for the N64. So now we're obviously like two gens above that. So um, three gens above that actually. All right. So other esports stuff going on. So... We had a, um, we're having like some events where we're, we're doing like some in-house stuff. And last night we had Jackbox night, which basically is, think of like just playing on an online game with a group of people. So like I only participated in one of the games. We did trivia and I got last place, but they were mostly like horror themed questions. And I know absolutely nothing nothing about horror movies or anything like that so yeah I got last place but it was pretty cool and we had like when I was on there was at least 10 other students on who were like participating all virtually which I think is like really cool for us to do stuff like that we're gonna attempt to do it Friday and Saturday nights I guess tonight is movie night which I can't attend but I'm curious to see how many students actually start coming to this stuff because it was really cool last night I thought it was a uh, a good fun thing to do it was just interesting to see the students being there and I just I just kind of popped in to say hello but I decided to play around with them and we did like it was like this cool trivia thing but it was on like jackbox.tv and you go there on the website or on your phone and you can all play with one another um, pretty cool so that's like esports stuff that I've been working on and doing oh and I've totally been prepping for my esports class and my other class. So that's been like taking up all my time lately. But I want to move on from like 
class stuff uh, and esports stuff. I've been talking about it for so long already. Um, all right, so uh, other stuff that has been happening. So basically, beginning of the semester starts on Wednesday. And it is, like, coming, like, really quick. I'm, like, halfway prepped for my classes. I'll be ready by Wednesday, definitely. Not the whole class, but most of the course will be prepped for both of the courses that I'm teaching. So I will be doing learning live sessions this semester on both of those classes. The first one's eSports, second one's instructional design. Um, so I will be doing, like, learning live sessions on both of those, just whatever topic we're covering in class that week. I'll, like, do my learning live session. And maybe what I'll do is I'll do, like, one learning live session a week and, like, one week instructional design, next week eSports kind of thing. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I kind of, like, play around with it. I really like the live sessions. I think that they're fun. I think the students like them. Um, and... I don't know, they're just interesting, and I get to learn stuff. I get to see the students giving me, feeling me questions, which is always interesting. All right, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, I know what I want to talk about. So let's talk about K-12 school right now, because right now my kids are in K-12 school. I've mentioned this. I know I've talked about it before, but just to recap, give you a little recap. So I've got a kindergartner. What kids start kindergartner start school virtually? So I've got a kindergartner, a second grader, and a fourth grader. I got three boys. And let's <laughs> so my kindergartner, he literally gets on the camera and like goes like, oh, beats on his chest, shakes his booty for the camera, for the teacher, or goes like this, covers his face up. And like all the kids are doing this stuff too. Like it's not just like him. Um so, yeah, kindergarten's going really, really well. He has, he's now fully playing his tablet, like, a lot throughout the day because he can. Because we don't have anything else for him to do. We can only do so much. We got three kids, and I'm working full time. So we can only do so much with them. So he's playing, like, he's starting to learn, like, he's playing a lot of the Roblox games that are totally inappropriate for him. But he's got two big brothers. Like, our first kid never would have been able to do what he's getting away with right now. <clears throat> I mean, he dressed up yesterday. He had a ma his mask on. <clears throat> my, uh, like, a beach hat of mine and no shirt, camo shorts. <clears throat> and I said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm dressing up like Fortnite. <laughs> I was like, all right, you win, buddy. Dress up like Fortnite. <laughs> but... So what I keep seeing anyway, so yeah, the other kids, we kind of start like more full time. The first two weeks were just more like introduction. The first week and a half was like introductory for them. So now this week we start like more live stuff. So we're going to see how it goes. So next week when I do a video, I'll totally talk about what the week is like. And I need to show you my room. So I, uh, we set up like one of the kids' bedrooms as like a learning center for all three of them. So I, can, I should totally show you all what that's like. So you keep seeing, like, my office, like, my stuff. Um, and, okay, so there's that. Then one of the funny things that I keep... It's not funny, actually, but it is. So every school across the nation, K-12 school, is grappling with the fact that they probably have to go online, but they're really, really fighting it. And what this is doing is it's making it so that the teachers totally don't know what's going on. Teachers aren't making the decision. Um, so, like my school. 
So our school is going the first nine weeks online. I've heard other schools going like five weeks or whatever, or we're going to try the first two weeks. I, my, what I wonder is at what point are they just going to admit, you know what? We're going to be online until there is a vaccine for coronavirus because we're just going to keep going online. Because what's happening, as we're seeing from the schools that are open, what happens? A couple people get coronavirus, school shuts down because everyone's in quarantine, and they end up going online. It's like, what are you even wasting your time for then? Makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. So, yeah, trying to figure that out. It's like these uh, these schools, I get, they want to appease the public and they're not sure what to do and they're hoping something changes, but like it's totally not. So my suggestion is just go online. So anyway, that's my whole school rant. Um, other things going on with me. So I think, so I don't know if I mentioned this before, but we're selling my father-in-law's home and we think the closing is going to be in like a week from now which would be awesome because we need to sell it. Um, so we got to pay the bank the money for the house. And uh, we should get something from it, which is nice, but it's not like a lot whatsoever. Um, you know, we're going to just cover most of my father-in-law's estate and get a little bit, but not like anything great, but something. Um, so that's going through. So I'm happy because I got that's got to get done. It's like... You know, this thing in the back of my mind that I've been stressed about is like getting rid of this house because we've got to get rid of it. So um, I've also, and I, I think I've talked about this before, maybe not, I've refinanced my house, my current house, this house that I'm in, so that when I move, because we are going to move in like the next year or two, maybe even much sooner than that, maybe in like the next two months or three months, um, we are going to rent this house out. Now, I already do have one rental property. So I already have one. I've got one rental property and I am going for number two. Um, now some people, some people really hate rent landlords and I do do it. I actually am, a, I've been one for seven years. Um, but like, I don't know why I don't get that whole thing, I guess, because it makes no sense. But anyway, um, renting and owning additional property is really interesting. It's first of all, it's a really big risk. Like you need to find someone to rent the place when they don't pay, you have to be on top of it because you have to pay the mortgage company. So like I have to pay the mortgage company, they will sue me and take the house. So like the person living there has to pay me. Um, you don't make a lot of money from renting a house, at least not right away. So like renting a property is not like a get rich quick scheme whatsoever in fact it's a really it's a long drawn out scheme that takes a lot of work and i shouldn't even say scheme it's a long drawn out business that takes a lot of work so um i am at year seven renting my house and i'm still not making money from rent um what does that mean well i have positive cash flow each month that means that i make more than my mortgages but you have to remember um so I can talk about like, let's say the average amount that you make when you rent a house out is somewhere between like, hopefully you have positive cash flow. So hopefully like a minimum would be like $200 that you get back. 
um, or else it's not worth renting out. You're going to lose money because let's say I do make $200 a month. So what is that? 200 times 12 is $2,400 a year. So let's say I profit $2,400 a year. Nope. That's not true. In order for me to profit $2,400 a year off a rental house, I probably need to make like $6,000 from the rental house because you have to remember when I rent a house out and try to profit from it, it doesn't work like that. You, your cash flow goes back into the property. So for example, I've rented this house out for seven years. My air conditioners already went out once. So what happened when that happened? I had a bill for $6,500. So that was almost three years of rent in one air conditioner. Um, what happened when the roof went for a hurricane and I had to pay the deductible for the mortgage, for the, the wind insurance? Um, what happens when the water, I, I've had water heater, I've had every problem, refrigerator, air conditioner, water, heater, uh, doors, window breaking, um, house needs to be power washed, painted, painting inside between renters, all that stuff. You add all that up, you're not making any money. And the tenant's not responsible for that kind of stuff. You are, as the owner. So um, what I, where I do make money, and which is unseen at this point, is A, when I pay that mortgage each month that my tenant pays, I, they're paying towards my principal of my home. Additionally, the house has appreciated 25%, which is awesome. Um, so when I do sell it, I now have more, I, so I, I now have more equity in the house right now because of that. So those are two bonuses. Now, the other way that I will profit and that you profit from a home is after a while, you hope that rent increases in your area while your mortgage stays the same. So the next time that I end up renting my house out, because I, right now my tenants, I'm not making too much because they've been there a long time. So I don't increase their rent because I'm a nice person and I would rather have nice, happy tenants than you know trying to increase rent on someone and stuff like that. But when they move out, I'm going to increase my cash flow more than double what I'm getting right now. So, you know, you slowly can make money off a rental house, but it's a big risk and it's a lot of work and you got to have, you got to know what you're doing, but I'm going for number two because I like it and I don't mind the, I, I enjoy it. So, you know, it's one of those things where like, where should you invest your money? And, you know, you got to pick and choose what you want to do. I mean, you, you won't make as much. The stock market is less risky and you almost, you don't make as much as a rental house, but you almost do. So like it's, it's like, and you can buy and sell what you want. So, you know, when people are like, oh yeah, renting's really great. It can be, it can be, but it's not for everyone. Um, and it's, it's a job. You know, when my tenants have a problem, I have to deal with it and it's additional stress on me. So I've been getting this house ready for tenants at some point. So anyway, yeah, that's that. As far as like, and reminding me of the stock market, stock market's been going crazy lately. So, you know, I got between, I mean, I can talk about some of the stocks that I've owned. I know I've talked about this before, but I've got Apple. I've got a bunch of shares of Apple now. And so Apple is doing a four for one split this month. So what that means basically is for every one share of Apple you have, you're going to have four shares. So I've got a bunch of shares of Apple already. So I'm going to have a lot. I'm going to have four times the amount once it splits. 
Now you don't actually make money from a split. The split it's it's even, so you you're not like you're getting more. If the the stock is a hundred dollars, I'll have four shares and each will be twenty five dollars. So there's no like, you don't like get additional money or anything like that from a split. But it's a good sign that the company's growing, the stock's getting higher, and it's good. A reverse split is bad. That's where they take shares away from you and combine them into one. A, a normal split is good. Um, so it's a good thing. Um, I've got some shares of Amazon. I'm all in big tech. And big tech, all, I mean, you, Fang, Facebook, Amazon, uh, Netflix, Microsoft, Google. Those are, I mean, Walmart, Verizon, big, mostly big. Well, Walmart's not really big tech, but they kind of are. They're, I guess, you know, their online presence com competes with Amazon's online presence. But I'm in a lot of the big tech. And the reason I'm in big tech, you know, I've got friends investing all over the place in all kinds of different sectors. The reason I don't do that is because I don't understand these other sectors. It's not that I don't understand them. It's that I really understand technology. It's what I do. It's what I love. I've been in tech since I was a little kid learning how to program a computer at like age six in like 1986, learning how to program a computer. Um, you know, I've, I've loved technology and I can foresee what's going to happen in technology. I've got a good eye for predicting what companies are going to do, what the future is going to do, what I think companies, what services they're coming out with, like with Microsoft, their cloud, how a lot of people don't even know they have a cloud or, you know, the, a lot of like the Wall Street doesn't necessarily get what that even, what they really do with it and stuff. So having the background to understand what these things do and why they're important and why I believe they're going to be good has helped me in my investments. Um, so I'm in tech. Tech, on, tech, fortunately for me, was not one industry impacted by coronavirus. So all the tech stocks are really doing well because of that. You know, people were like, I mean, just I'll give you an example of people not understanding tech or understanding stuff um, about it. So when Facebook maybe a yeah, like a year and a half ago, something like that. A lot of people were like, oh yeah, uh, Facebook is bad because there's some, like, some security issues or something like that. And they were like, the stock's going to go down. A bunch of people sold some of the stock and it did go down because of that. And I thought, why would you sell because of that? You do realize that, yes, you as a stockbroker believe Facebook's going to go, the company's going to perform worse because the security flaw. But me, as a tech person, knows that I know the end user. And guess what? The end user doesn't care about this kind of stuff. The majority of the end users don't care about this stuff. So I knew that Facebook's business model, by the news that was coming out, was not going to be impacted whatsoever. So I knew when they produced their quarterly results uh, for the next few quarters, that there was going to be zero impact based on whatever this BS news was coming out about them. So I didn't sell my stock. And lo and behold, I mean, you can know what happens. The stock just keeps going up because nobody cared about that. Next thing let's talk about. So people, oh man, this is a good one too. So Netflix was like, I don't know why I'm telling you all these stock stories, but tech top stock stories. This will be my last one and that's going to be it for today. So um, let's talk about Netflix. So about a year, a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, 
people were like, so Netflix stock was like $300 and everyone was like, and by the way, I bought Netflix in like 2015 or 16 or something for like $60 a share. So it's up to like $300 now. So um, people were like, Netflix is going to go down because Hulu's getting popular. Uh, you know, ABC, NBC, all these companies are trying to get into the space. And also because of Disney Plus. They said Disney Plus is going to take it down. That's going to be it. And I'm thinking in my head, in order for Disney Plus to take... So yes, Disney Plus, which I have, has a bunch of cool movies and stuff on it. But what Disney Plus doesn't have, which Netflix does have, is content, new content being continuously pushed out. Like Netflix has got Stranger Things and this and that just all the time. I'm watching Umbrella Academy right now. Good show, by the way. Well, we'll see how season two goes. I've only watched one episode, but um, so far so good. And it took Netflix a really long time to hit the magic formula for content that people would like. And a lot of that content isn't stuff that Disney's going to, ever put out because it's too adult themed and I just thought to myself I don't see Disney taking anything from Netflix and so their stock actually did go down to like 200 some dollars it was on like a hundred bucks and people were like you gotta sell, sell like take your profit um I said no I don't I'm thinking about tech I'm thinking about consumers and, you know, I have a, when I invest in something, I see like the value in it long term. I'm like, and you know what? In the next five years, from what I see, there are no competitors for Netflix at this point that are going to take away their sales at this point, at least. Um, and guess what Netflix is today? It's like 500 some dollars. Super glad I didn't sell it then. Um, so, yeah, that's that story. But anyway you know, on my tangent of investing, I just find it interesting. I love like, I love playing with stuff like that. I think a lot of people should invest and pay attention to their investments. As one of the things I've always said, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know anything about investing, I'd like to invest or I don't know what to do with my 401k, all that kind of stuff. If you're unsure, don't waste your time picking stocks and stuff. Put your money in an S&P 500 index fund. That's all you need to know. Just put your money in an S&P 500 index fund. Every company, Tia Kref, Fidelity, Vanguard, uh, whatever, they've all got an S&P 500 index fund. Invest in that. Put your money there. Set it. Forget it. Um, that's what you do. So if you're not sure, S&P 500 index fund. If you know what you're doing, there's all kinds of different trades you can do. Some people are all into, you know, especially like Reddit, Wall Street Bets, where if you want to see like the craziest people in the world, go read that forum. Wall Street Bets, Reddit, yeah, the crazies. Lots of crazy. I mean, literally, they that they call themselves crazy. They're, I'm not like making this, I'm not saying they're crazy. They call themselves crazy and they literally are because they'll like bet like a hundred grand on a, a bet. I mean, it's it's insane to watch. But... Uh, yeah, they're all into like, you know, derivatives by trading, uh, calls, puts, and they trade options. Just 
it's not my thing. Um, I'm a value investor. I'm very like old school value. I see value in a company over years and that's what I invest in. I don't day trade. Nope. I've done it before. I did it with oil. I did really well with that, but I did before that I tried it with penny stocks and lost the money. So I it's not my thing. It's too stressful, too much. I'm a value investor. So anyway, that's it for today. That's all I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, I've just been super busy prepping everything. It's just been crazy. So um, I've got some interviews coming up. I've got one this week. I've got my idea for my other one for maybe in two weeks. Still com contemplating combining this and my interviews all into one show. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you think about that because I'm not sure what I should do. Um, and anyway, uh, later guys, have a good rest of your weekend. It's Saturday night. So hopefully you're doing something fun later. I'll